I was gonna say something else. Oh my gosh, I I'm literally Soma, Dredge, Horror, Lovecraft. It was something sci-fi. It, it was somehow connected to Al- Edgar Allan Poe, but it's gone. Just keep okay. going. So with with talking about sci-fi and everything of that nature, I mm. it's, it's come back to me. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say Stephen King was the modern um, sort of father of horror, and that was gonna make me ask, when are we talking about Dark Tower? Right now. Okay. I was literally segueing into it. We might have to split this episode, which I think will be I, fine. I, I actually don't think we should, because um, it's not going to be horribly long. Well, depending on how long we go on Dark Tower. Okay. So, I wrote some things down. Um, I I really did like the first We're talking book. about Dark Tower. Yeah, we're talking about Dark Tower. So you're through the first book. Yes, I, I finished the first book pretty quickly. I, I, I was going to start this off by asking how far in you are. I, I finished the first book, okay. um, and so it is... Have you started the second? No, I have not. Okay. So, I can't remember the boy's name. Jake. Jake. So, um... And you've seen the movie, right? Yes. So you... I, I think it's in my Amazon library yeah. because my brother bought it. So you now understand, now that you've read the book, why the movie wasn't successful. So... I believe, based off of what I've seen over the years when it comes to a wonderful writer such as Stephen King, is people misrepresent and misunderstand the writing and the storyline and the characters to the point... Yeah, it's right there. Well, uh, Luke, before you keep going... Because there actually is a really simple explanation. Because I've re- I've done I've read up on it. I've not seen the movie. I actually want to have it so we can yeah. we can review the badness. Even though I know it's not uh, faithful to the books, but I know the reason it's not. Oh, I want to watch John Wick too. If you've got that, I have John all... Wick. I mean John Wick also. I've not seen any of them. Oh, I actually. <gasps> They're so good. Actually, I will say my friend. By the way, sorry about that. Yeah, my friend, a friend of mine, tried to get me to watch the first one with him once because he he owned it, mm-hmm. and I was just so disinterested. I was like on my phone during the entire movie. So I've technically watched the first one in its entirety, but I don't remember anything about it because I wasn't paying attention. Um, now I'm interested in watching it, so we need to watch. The, that they're sometime. very very good movies. Yeah. I swear to you. Um. But if, if you understand the general storyline starting out, whoa! It, it literally, if yeah. you just understand time of reference, is all it is. Yeah, that's it. I'm being Keanu Reeves. Yeah, whoa! I know kung fu. <laughs> I know kung fu. I'm not seeing the Matrix either, bro. You un cultured swine dude i tried to watch the matrix once i was like uh it, when you i was you can watch the first two skip the third one when i was younger i remember i distinctly remember the, finding the matrix on tv and i was trying to watch it don't watch it on tv ever and my um my i remember my uncle told me to turn it off because my cousins were in the room and they're younger than me and he didn't want them to watch it so i didn't get to watch it sadness <sighs> <laughs> oh i can oh thank god <laughs> i am deleting star wars from my library there you go where's the third one it was farther up i saw it where's the third one keep going keep going it's yeah it's on the left right there that's the one we keep 
dude, that dude. Because I'm Ray Skywalker. Dude, Star Wars Episode Nine, even discounting, um, even discounting Ray Skywalker. Like, I hate the Last Jedi because of what it did to Luke. Mm-hmm. But aside from Luke, the Last Jedi, it's a bad movie, but it's not like horribly bad. It's just bad. The stuff it did to Luke is what sends it over the edge into, like, offensively bad. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker is, like, e- on every level, it's one of the most atrociously awful movies I've ever seen. It's actually insane to me. Like, dude, do you remember? There's a part where they, they're trying to find, like, Darth Uchi's ship, the Sith assassin oh, yes, in the yes. middle of the desert, and they crash... And like they, they are like, oh my! They're like, oh, we don't know where to go next. And they crash, and they just happen to crash into quicksand, and they get absorbed into the quicksand, and then they fall through the quicksand into a cave. By the way, how does a cave exist under quicksand or sand at all? How do you have a? How is a roof made out of loose sand? Luke, tell me that. I don't know. Exactly. But so they fall through the quicksand and they just happen to fall on top of like Ochi's corpse. It's some of the most abjectly horrible writing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. It's impressively terrible. True. (laughs) And by the way, like people, I hate The Last Jedi. I'm biased against The Last Jedi because of what it did to Luke. There is nothing in Star Wars episode... I can't... Actually, I was going to say there's nothing. I forgot. They brought Palpatine back and had Rey kill him. That does have me biased against it. But the stuff... The offensive stuff they do... It wasn't Dark Jar Jar. That's the the biggest problem. Misa back. (laughs) (laughs) Misa in every voice you have ever heard inside your head. Okie (laughs) day. I do think that it was cool that they brought back Darth Vader's helmet. I do think that was cool. Of course you would, Normie. By but, the way, Mad no, I mean that's the only thing about that movie that I feel was good. By the way, Mad Max Fury Road, I have seen it. I would not mind seeing it again. Dude, good movie. It is very Also, you I think Tom Hardy in that movie has like five lines. Yeah, he doesn't say a lot. But what was I going to say? Like, so Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. There's a lot of stuff in it that is designed to make me hate it. But even then, it's not as bad as what they did to Luke in Last Jedi. And still, I can't bring myself to say that Last Jedi is worse than Rise of Skywalker because Rise of Skywalker is just so mind-numbingly awful in every way. You're right. And I think, I really do think. That like, I I really like J.J. Abrams has not done anything since Rise of Skywalker, like he's not released any TV shows or movies or anything, and I really do think that he deserves to be remembered for that movie, because that was so impressively awful, and I I can't spell very well. I know. Let's see. It's been announced that he's going to be making like a sequel to Batman the Animated Series, but that's not actually been. He better not ruin that. I mean, what do you? He, th- what... he better not ruin that. What else would he do, Luke? He he can't make things that are good. Well, he did make a couple movies Luke. that were good. Uh, let me see. It has to be somewhere. Uh, oh, that's not right here. Yeah, Batman. And, yeah, and Executive sep- producer and, and sep- co-creator of a new Batman animated series called Batman Cape Crusader. Alongside Reeves and Bruce Tim, it was announced that Abrams would serve as executive producer at a, on a limited series adaptation of the Stephen King novel 
that's different. Okay, so Batman Cape Crusader. I've heard people say, I guess it's not confirmed, but I've heard people say that that's going to be some way connected to the original Batman anim animated series. Uh... I, I guess it's not confirmed, but yeah. So, like, the first thing he's going to do after The Rise of Skywalker is most likely going to be a Batman TV show. Um, so... He's already done a little bit of extra work here with a couple things. Producer? Dude, that doesn't count. Producing doesn't count. He's got to be doing it himself. He was the voice of Dio in that movie. Yeah. I was not aware of that. Sad. By the way, dude, they were so desperate. Dude, Luke, look at me. They were so desperate to get people to watch episode 9 that they named a robot Dio. <laughs> uh, I didn't even get it. It's uh, uh, <laughs> you thought it was just a simple droid all over Tatooine, but it was I, Dio. <laughs> you thought that the Star Wars sequels were going to be good, but it was I, crap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'm not even kidding. When I heard that. There was going to be a droid called Dio, and not only that, but that J.J. Abrams was going to be voicing Dio. I was legit, like, at my house, like, you keep his name out of your, out of your mother mouth! <laughs> you keep my boy's name out your mouth! <laughs> I, I completely understand Will Smith. Yeah, sometimes you just... finally at at some point the the intersection between understanding his Jada Pickett Smith rant and and understanding that J J Abrams is trying to use the name Dio, yeah. it finally all makes sense. The intersection of the slap and Dio. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta slap. You just gotta. Sometimes slap you just gotta slap a hoe. <laughs> so. Dark Tower. I read the first book. Yeah. And um, which the first book, it's four chapters if I remember correctly. It's five. Yeah, but it's like five really big chapters. Yeah, they're they're really bad, big with sections. Yeah, and the reason it's like that is because each of those five chapters was originally a short story King wrote. Oh. And then he collected them all into a book, and then after that he decided to write a series about the character Roland. Okay. So. The series... So here's the interesting thing, Luke. I'm going to give you a little bit of history on the Dark Tower. Because I've d done lots of research into this. I don't love the Dark Tower. But I'm invested enough in it to like do research on it. Sure. And so, Stephen King, it's really interesting. I'm going to look it up because I don't want to get the timeline wrong. Um, the Dark Tower... Oh. What? You're double clicking. No, I'm not. I'm clicking it once. It's okay. So you go to the Dark Tower series. So here are the books. Um, Guns, the Gunslinger, what you read, was in eight, 1982. The second book was written in 1987. Third was in 1991. Fourth was in 1997. Um, the fifth, you got one in the middle here that was written after the series My was gosh, finished. My gosh, the number of words. Yeah. Um, the fifth one was written in 2003. And then the 6th and 7th ones were both written in 2004. So if you look at it, there's a 5-year gap between the first two. Then a, another 4-year gap between the 2nd and 3rd. Then an eight, then a 6-year gap between the 3rd and 4th. And then a 6-year gap between 4th and 5th. 
and then a one-year gap between fifth and sixth, and then the fifth and sixth were both re- the sixth and seventh were both released in the same year. Sure. The reason for that, and Stephen King has talked about this in the copies of the Dark Tower that I have, he has forewords and afterwards and all of them. Sure. And essentially, for the for, for like books two, three, four, four, and five, the forewords basic and the forwards and afterwards basically all say the same thing, which is the same thing, which is. Uh, past a certain point, I was getting so many f- angry fan letters from people asking why I hadn't made more of the series that I finally buckled down and did it. Yeah. And so the way Stephen I, King... I, the, the thing for me is this. Stephen King is probably one of the most impressive writers ever. Yeah. He but, writes like five pages a day. Yeah. That's his policy. But what I'm getting at is... So Stephen King publishes like six books a year. And he still had these big gaps between the first five books. And he said that the reason for that is just because he would write a book and then he just wouldn't feel like writing another one. So he'd just go and write other stuff. And then eventually what would either happen was he'd either get a whole bunch of letters from people complaining that he hadn't written the next one or he would just get an itch to write it and be like, it's time. Yeah. And then he finally got to the fifth one and he wrote the fifth, sixth, and seventh all back to back. What's interesting, Luke, is you've read The Gunslinger. Yes. The Drawing of the Three is a book about Roland traveling into our world to gather his fellowship. I've talked to you sure. about this. Uh, Dark Tower Three is just basically about him and his fellowship. They they get one more person, so the first half of the book is about them getting one more person. What? This almost sounds like a Stardust Crusaders reference. <laughs> <laughs> He's building... Like, he's got to go find his Kakyoin, and well, then he's got to go find his Polnareff. Well, you say that. And then he's got to go find his Abdul. Look, you say that. I think Jonathan's arc started publishing in this exact year. <laughs> <laughs> so, the exact year that book two came out is when JoJo started. <laughs> Freaking Stephen King's over here like, ah, Arc, he's smart. Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. But so... Ohio. The first half of book three is him getting the last member of his fellowship. It's called a katet. So I'm just going to say that from now on. Katet. Sure. The katet. And so then the second half of the book is them basically traveling to try and find the Dark Tower. Then be- officially beginning their journey to the Dark Tower. So they're trying to find Dio. Sure. And then Dark... Uh, the, the Dark Tower is Dio. Book four is interesting. Book four is my least favorite. I know a lot of Dark Tower fans say it's their favorite. It's my least favorite. Sure. And the entire book is basically a flashback. It's Roland telling his cadet a story about the first time he and his original cadet that he had when he was a kid went on their first like big oh. mission. So it's like an or- sort of a origin story so, for Roland. The one thing I did like about The Gunslinger that, that, that I found was interesting was the fact that you you would be in a flashback and then he would flashback again. Oh yeah, it's all over the place. But the thing is, this it worked. Yeah, and you you didn't get lost. Yeah, Stephen King's very good at what he did. I was very invested in that first book because I was just Roland's a very cool character. I I pulled uh, so I I've been listening to him on Audible at work. Yeah, I I pulled off the Gunslinger and two days yeah and roland roland is very obviously he, he's 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 compared to clint eastwood in the books itself and mm-hmm. stephen king said he was inspired by the man with no name which is coincidentally who jodoro was also inspired by so the connections keep growing oh dear yeah but so <laughs> in the same way that jodoro has a very high cool factor 
So does the gun. Roland has that exact same cool factor because they both came come from the same source, which is Clint Eastwood. And but also I was gonna say but so then you get to the dark tower five and dark tower five starts a storyline about them rescuing this village from raiders what's the name of the group called again the katet katet okay uh because i saw the calia there i was just like what is it c to see he said c something before i don't know no it's a k okay katet is spelled k-a hyphen t-e-t oh katet and so um so they rest. This is about a them basically coming to a village and rescuing it from raiders, which is a very sort of old western type thing. Sure. And then this ends with a cliffhanger, which leads into this, and this ends in a cliffhanger, which leads into this. So these three together together are basic. The last three books are basically a single story that plays into each one plays into the other. Whereas a single story across two thousand pages, essentially, yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, its own story. Its own story, its own story. So here's how I would compare it, Luke. So they're all they all kind of feel like their own stories for for a section, and then you get the last three. Yeah, and what I'm and here's how I'd actually compare it, Luke. Books one, two, three, and four are like JoJo, where each arc is it's like an anthology. Yeah, it's an anthology. It's all telling like parts one, two, and three are all about Dio and the Stone Masks royally screwing the Joe Stars family up. But they're all individual stories, even though it's telling you Even though they're loosely connected. Yeah. And so that's what this is, whereas the last three are like the Lord of the Rings and how closely they tie into each other. And it's interesting to me because you see these big gaps between the first four. And I think those big gaps are there because Stephen King was basically... He basically just didn't have a plan for the first four. And this is is halfway a criticism and halfway not. Those four... those I don't think he had a, an idea for them because you see that in the first one because it was a collection of yeah, five different stories. Exactly. And so those first four books, essentially, like, the story, they're just, like, stories. And if you could call this a criticism, the, the Dark Tower's main story does not start until the fifth one, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but I like the characters a whole lot. Like... Book two is going to introduce a character named Eddie Dean, who is one of my favorite characters in fiction. I, I will tell you, I really like Eddie Dean a lot. And for those of you who don't know, if you've never read The Dark Tower, if you've watched Breaking Bad, I am convinced. I am the con- old gray, the old white hair man. No, I am convinced that Jesse Pinkman is a ripoff of Eddie Dean from The Dark Tower. Oh, okay. And in fact, when the Dark Tower... So they were originally trying to get like a Dark Tower film off the ground as early as like 2012. Mm-hmm. And when they were trying to get a Dark Tower film off the ground, and even back in 2017, so recently when they were still doing it, they were trying to get a sequel. They're like, if we make enough money with this one, we'll make a sequel. Aaron Paul, Jesse, was their first choice for Eddie. Which now that I've watched Breaking Bad, I'm like, that would have been so good! Yeah. Unfortunately, Eddie is supposed to be like 23 years old, and Aaron Paul is now 40. So he's yeah. way too old. So, the the cool things I found about it is the um, the fact that he's always telling these little, like, rhymes to do his, like, magic or whatever. You mean, um... Like, so the, Are you talking about Roland's or yeah, the Roland. Red and Black? The Roland. I didn't remember Roland doing so that. So Roland did one when he lit the fire. Okay. The campfire or whatever, as they were out in the about doing whatever. He okay, would say I didn't like little that. tiny like 
little rhymes or whatever. I didn't remember that. Okay. But they're they're really it, they're really just like little things like that. I'm just like, okay, that's actually cool. Yeah. And so then also at the very beginning, Stephen King is that he wanted this to be his Lord of the Rings, which I I yeah. could see what and, he was trying to do there. And apparently his web his official website refers to this the Dark Tower series as his magnum opus. He thinks these books yes. are the best things he's ever done, which is it's. It's something worthwhile to listen to, at least. Oh, yeah. And so, the way I would rank it, Luke, is I think, if I remember correctly, because it's been over, it's been like two, almost three years since I read mm-hmm. them. If I remember correctly, my favorite to least favorite goes six, two, three. Now, so you're going. No, excuse me. Number one is, your your favorite is number six. Yeah, my favorite is number six, and then I think my second favorite is a tie between two and seven. Okay. And then it goes like three and five are pretty close together. Gunslinger's really good. What I would say for sure is like my two favorite, my favorite books are six, seven, and two, and my least favorite one is four. Like I can say that definitively. Sure. And Dark Tower book three, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but Dark Tower book three has one of my favorite moments in it. Sure. I will spoil the enemy that they're encountering in this there's a sentient train that they encounter it's like a train it makes sense yeah it's a train with ai and the train they are basically got on the train and the train came alive and it wants to kill them mugen train yeah got inspiration and so well this came out like 20 years before demon slayer that's what i'm saying oh you're saying that's where it got mugen train got inspiration yeah from dark tower and it's so, just like sentient train boom and, and the way that they defeat the train is something i love so much i i really wanted to say it even though it no nope, don't say it. i i want to i want to read it i i'll probably read two this week and start it three this week as well yeah this coming week okay so we'll be able to get to talk about it, okay, eventually. Mm-hmm. But um, out of all the things I heard in book one, I thought it was really cool to have that Western flashback of him in the one town. Yes, it, and that was that was a really cool thing the to hear. All is the... Really cool for essentially the story of him in the the flashback in the old town is he goes to a town. It turns out they're all like possessed or something. And he ends up having to kill literally all of them in self defense. Yeah, and they killed the one girl that he was shacking up with. Oh, yeah. I kind of remember that. Uh, and what's really... Audrey int- or uh, Aubrey was her name? I don't recall, but I, I know what you're talking about. And what's really cool is... um, I remember... Because when I read this book series, I read through it originally with a friend of mine. And we were basically... We were reading it, and then we would discuss it with each other every week. We did our own little book club with it. Yeah. And I remember telling him... Um, this wasn't a criticism, it was just something I had on my mind, which was that story of him killing the entire town. I think it's in that story where it mentions, like, Roland, he fights with six shooters. Yes. Because he's got the Old West aesthetic, and so he's got 12 shots between the both of them, because they're six shooters. So he would shoot them, and then when he runs out of bullets, it said that he he could reload his gun so fast that his fingers would actually get blisters. Yes. From the... Literally from, from the, the heat. Yeah, from the heat of how fast he was moving the bullets. Well, not only that, but also from the um, from the recently fired yeah uh, chambers. But also that just goes to show like he he can move he can reload revolvers so fast. Back. Yeah, like he reloads revolvers the way that like if you do Dead Eye and Red Dead Redemption two, yeah. it's that kind of speed. And so I remember telling him like. I think that's so cool. That's a really high cool factor. But I'm worried that 
Like, if you've got a character who's that basically godly in his abilities... He, he can reload that fast, but the thing is this. You, you remember hearing in some of the moments, he doesn't always hit his mark. He doesn't, but he managed to kill 200 people without basically taking any scratches. But that's the legend of the gunslinger. And that's what I'm saying. So I was, I was, I remember telling him, like, I'm afraid that Roland might be too overpowered. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this, Luke. The dark, the very beginning of the Dark Tower. So Stephen King didn't have his story until the fifth one. I've said that, and I'll stand sure. by it. You, I, you can tell though with the second book that he knew he was, he wanted to do more of this. Sure. Because the first, the, the Dark Tower chapter, the Dark Tower book two literally begins with Roland's uh, shooting ability getting nerfed, with an in-universe reason for it getting nerfed. Oh. So and it may- so he he literally nerfs on the fly. Yeah, uh, at the beginning of the second book, he literally I'm not going to say what, but basically he gives Roland an, in- an injury to where Roland will not be able to do that anymore. Smart, exactly, very smart. So he he literally it's like I read the first book thinking, oh no, Roland might be a little bit overpowered. I don't know how you start can- second book. You're like problem solved. Yeah, it's problem solved. I guess <laughs> good on you, King. Now, of all the characters I heard in the first book, can you guess what my favorite one was? And it's a very minor character. Oh, gosh. In that case, I'll try to guess, but I'm not sure if I'll be able to guess because I don't um, I don't remember the minor characters. I was, I was going to guess the man in black, honestly. So, um, But let me think. The man in black is a cool character. I will admit that. I do like the... Uh, the aesthetic of what I've already been presented with a man in black. Oh, yeah. And the man in black is actually supposed to be... Stephen King has put that character in a whole bunch of his books. Like, Really? Have you read The Stand? No. So the I've man... not really read any Stephen King anything. Oh, okay. The man... this is, I think this is the first book I've ever read by Stephen King. Okay. The, the main villain of The Stand um, is a magician who has actual supernatural powers. And King has confirmed that that's the same character. This dude's basically a dimension hopper and appears in a whole bunch of his stories. I think he also has a book. I think the second book he ever wrote was a book called The Eye of the Dragon. And the main villain of that is a sorcerer. And King has also said that's the same character as the man in black. So the main villains of the Dark Tower, The Eye of the Dragon, and The Stand are all the same dude. Just using different names. Sure. But um, oh, there was something else. Um, I don't remember. Maybe it'll come back to me. But I'm guessing on... Uh, favorite character. Is it the... The, literally the only I can think of is, is is it the dude that Roland tells his flashback to- story to in that one little hut? Who lives so you're own. talking about like the uh, the first guy he meets up with? Yeah. You're close. Is it his... He had a crow or something, right? Yeah, it was his pet bird. Okay. <laughs> his pet bird, Zoltan. Zoltan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the dude's name? I don't remember the guy's name. Because I remember... Like, you got Roland DeShane and this bird named Zoltan and the man in black whose real name... Like, the man in black, he's used... He's had names like um, Walter O'Dim and Walter Paddock and... Um, let's see. Like, the man in black's aliases throughout the books have been like Walter O'Dim, Walter Paddock, Martin Broadcloak, Randall Flagg. Brown was his name. Yeah, that was the thing. So, so you got, so got Roland DeShane, Zoltan... Walter O'Dim, who's also known as the Man in Black, Martin Broadcloak, Walter Paddock, Randall Flagg, and all that. Now, I, I remember just him finding that former name, Brown, and I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Simple enough. 
Brown. It's Brown. Also, this is what's really interesting is um, I had no idea, but um, I had no idea about this. I only knew this because of the research I did. But Brown, you can see right here, Appearances, Wizard and Glass. That's the uh, flashback book, the fourth book. Okay. Apparently, Brown is Brown is appears as a minor character in that flashback. Roland encountered him when he was young. And it's the same character that he meets in this book, and I just never realized it because they never call it out in the series. Interesting, but it is the same dude. He does appear in Roland's origin story. But yes, yeah, so my favorite character, yeah. <laughs> beans, beans, the magic fruit. The more you eat, the more you too. <laughs> oh, okay, that's why you like him. <laughs> no, I, I just like him just because he was just like super annoying. <laughs> I was just like, are you related to him? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> It was, <coughs> Zoltan was the name of the folk singer that Stephen King knew at the University of Maine. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, dude, that's another funny thing. So Everything has got, like, a close relation with Stephen King on his stuff. Yeah, dude, that's another funny thing. Um, Hold on, let me look up. Um, Stephen King. Maybe this will be it. Uh, Stephen King fandom. So... The name Henry, which is my name, of course, uh, appears in a lot of his in a lot of his um, books. And the biggest ones I can think of is there was a character in Carrie named Henry who was one of her bullies. Mm-hmm. Henry, have you seen it? No, I won't watch it. The, the one, the main bully who tries to kill one of the black kids when they were kids in it. Mm-hmm. is a racist bully named Henry in the movie. And then in the second movie where they're adults, he gets possessed by it and tries to kill them and then dies. Henry also appears... A guy named... A character named Henry also appears in um, in The Dark Tower. He is Eddie Dean's older brother, Henry. And Henry Dean is the one who got Eddie addicted to drugs when they were both teenagers. And throughout the second book, Eddie's trying to go through with a drug deal for a bunch of people who kidnapped Henry and are threatening to kill him. And at the end of the story, Henry finds out that Eddie finds out that Henry died of a drug overdose while they were he was in their custody. So anytime Henry, a, a character named Henry, appears in a Stephen King book, like prominently, they're also background characters, but they're prominent and called out in the story. They're always terrible people. And so I read it. I'm like, you got bullied by someone named Henry when you were a child, didn't you? Maybe. Well, the reason I guess that, Luke, is because Stephen King has admitted that he puts stuff in his books based on, like, past experiences he's had. There is a, um, there, w- there was actually a time Stephen King got hit by, got run over by a distracted driver in the 90s, and he referenced that in one of his books. And he, Interesting. And he made the driver, like, a, I'm not even joking, he made the driver in his book a mentally challenged hillbilly. <laughs> Which book was it? It was, um, it was one of the Dark Tower books. I can't remember what all the books is that he has wrote, but I know he's wrote a butt ton. Yeah, the ones I know are It, um... I knew Pet Cemetery. Yeah, Pet Cemetery. Oh, God, what's the name? What's the Jack Nicholson one? Uh, Shining. He wrote The Shining. He wrote the sequel to that, Doctor Sleep. Oh, these are just filmographies. My bad. Uh, these are not his bibliography. That's what we want. Salem's Lot, Carrie, The Shining, Rage, The Stand, Dead Zone Firestarter, Cujo. Cujo. Cujo's the one about the dog that goes crazy, right? I think so. 
Running Man, Pet Dark Cemetery. Tower. I remember which. I think it was either Cujo or Pet Cemetery. But my mom, my mom told me that when she was in college, she had a friend who got either Cujo or Pet Cemetery. I can't remember which. And he was reading it, and he got so scared by it that he would that he would literally put it outside of his dorm room in the hallway at night. He couldn't sleep with the book in the same room as him because it freaked him out so much. Yeah. Um. Oh, misery! He did that. I forgot. Oh, I forgot about that movie. That movie's dark. Yeah. Uh, the Stand. Gerald's Game. I remember that. Is that the one based off? Uh, that's the, the movie. That's the Netflix okay, yeah. movie about the dude who get about the woman who gets handcuffed to a bed and has to fight a bear or something weird like that. So she no, she's handcuffed to the bed and her husband like has a massive heart attack. Yeah, but doesn't she have to fight a bear off at one I point don't know. or something? Oh, have you not seen it? No, I thought you had seen it. The Green Mile. Oh wait, wait, wait! Stop. Move your hand away. I'm trying to think. I feel like I saw a Stephen King adaptation. Uh. Doctor Sleep. No, what was it? Oh my gosh, it's gonna kill me. Uh, not Joyland. I my mom owns a copy of Joyland. I don't know why she got it. I don't think she ever read it. Um, Finders Keepers, Revival, Sleeping Beauties, The Outsider. We're at a point now where I don't think any of them would have been adapted. No, they would have been like Billy Summers is getting one. Year. It's too early. It's too early for them to be adapted. Literally, we just read on J.J. Abrams' page that he's adapting Billy Summers right now. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but what am I thinking of? Because I know I saw something from Stephen King. I think it was on... The, was it this? That's the one about JFK's murder. Oh, then it wasn't that. Um, Under the Dome. Who did it have in it? I don't... I think it was Thomas Jane. This is actually killing me because I know I saw something that was like tangentially related to Stephen King. Is it Dig? No, that's too recent. Um, Breach, Money Plane, Vanished, Predator, AXL. 1922, that was it. Yeah, it was... It was... Based on 1922 by Stephen King. I don't remember anything about it. Um, oh, Henry's in this one. Is Henry the villain in this? No. 14-year-old son, Henry. Wait. In the climactic scene, Will is confronted by a ghost of his wife. Well, here's, here's the thing. I'm reading down here. Um, Henry's body is delivered to Wilf like his mother's body and has been chewed through by rats. No one attends Henry's funeral except for Wilf. I have a feeling that Henry did something messed up in this movie, which would, which falls in... His name is Henry Hank yeah. Freeman James. But yeah, so um, I remember watching that with a bunch of my friends. I don't remember what happened in it, though. But I knew. I was like, it was a Netflix thing I saw with Thomas Jane that was Stephen King. I know that. Mm. But anyway, rewinding it back, because I, I don't even know how we got off on that. Back to the Henry stuff. Mm. I know that Stephen King once said that, uh, you know how I just mentioned they get almost get killed by a sentient train at one yes. point, right? Stephen King has, men has said in interviews that he does not have memories of this. Because they are repressed memories, but he has been told by his mom that he witnessed his... When he was a child, he witnessed one of his best friends get hit by a train. And he's repressed that memory since then. So when I read that, I was like, ah, that's where the evil train came from. Because <laughs> this dude all just writes about stuff that he's experienced. Yeah. And so I I, I will say this. Um... Oh, and the train's name is Blaine. Blaine the train. 
Why would you name a train? Because the train is sentient. So, the one thing I, I found to be, like, really cool about this was that it was it was a Stephen King book. And I was like, I've never read one before. Yeah. But, you know, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, the one thing I do find depressing, though, is this. Everything that Stephen King has really had that's turned into a movie that has become extremely successful, he's hated. Yeah. I, I don't think he's ever said anything about the Dark Tower movie. Oh, it's bad. Well, I know. He he absolutely detests The Shining because it goes... It's according to the Ready Player One movie. Well, he hates it because it was nothing like his book. Exactly. But I'm pretty sure that he defends the Dark Tower movie. Uh, let me just look up King. Do, 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 do. It's cast. That's him defending Roland. As, I mean, Idris Elba's Roland. Uh, filming in post-production promotion. Uh, reception. Creator responses. In an interview with Vulture, King suggested the film's critical and commercial failure was due to its compression of the source material and the decision to make the film PG-13 rating, toning down its violence over the novels. Yeah, that's a thing. Dark Tower needs yeah. to be R. King. It absolutely does, based off of just the 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 toll. Yeah. Uh, murder. The the toll massacre. Yeah. Uh, explaining these deviations, uh, Howard admitted to being dissatisfied with the Dark Tower, believing that the film was not faithful to its source material due to lacking the novel's horror elements, and by presenting the story as a boy's own. A boy's own adventure with Jake as the protagonist instead of Roland. I've heard that was a thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Explaining these deviations from the books were a sense of maybe too much listening to what you think the marketplace is calling for instead of really the essence of Stephen King giving us. So, here's here's the thing. This is The reason I know that St King, he said that he thinks it was a mistake to compress the material. The reason, though, he doesn't hate it is because he said here that he wanted, he was... He hoped that the film would get a sequel. He wanted them to do more, and he wanted it to be because he wanted to do drawing of the three. Yeah, and um, what's so the reason Luke and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go with super in, de in depth on this because it would spoil stuff in the in the books. Sure. The reason I think that King doesn't hate this as much as he would The Shining, even though it's every bit as unfaithful, is because the the film is supposed to simultaneously be adapting the first book. It's supposed to be doing that. It's also meant to be a sequel to the to the book series. Oh yeah, I remember that. I'm not going to be saying that. I'm not going to tell you how that works. Yeah, but it is meant to be a sequel. So I think Stephen King can compartmentalize it a little bit. We're being like, well, it's 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 set after those books, even though it's adapting those books somehow. Yeah, and that will all make sense to you once you've read the full series. Yeah, but I mean. I, I'm I'm kind of enjoying it so far right now. Um, oh I, yeah, I'm interested to see where we're gonna go with book two. I, what do you have to say about the rampant child murder? It's part of it. Thumbs up or thumbs down on killing children, Luke? Are you talking about how he sacked Jake so he can continue on to go? I am. Yes. Okay. Um, thumbs up or thumbs down on killing children, Luke? I really wish you would have gone back for Jake. Yeah. 
I that's something about Roland that I cool's the wrong word, but that was something where I read it. Like where he's was, too Wednesday about it. Well, that was something where it's not cool's the wrong word, but where like when I saw Roland like let a child die in order to pers- in order to keep going after the man in black, I was like, okay, you've got my attention. It was it was the Jodio is a psychopath moment from Jojo Lands where I'm like, oh, he's willing to let children die. I I'm interested in what this character is about. <laughs> And Roland is a very interesting character. That that's a that becomes a running theme throughout the rest of the books. Is everyone in his cadet? They really like the people. All of his people with him. They end up liking him, and they trust him, and they know that he is reliable. But even though they trust him, all of them know. All of them are afraid in the back of their mind that he might abandon them if he feels like he needs to. So they're, so they're like as long as as long. Like, he'll never abandon us if he doesn't have to. He is loyal to us for as long as he is not... He is loyal to us until we get in his way. And then he will might drop us like a hot rock. Yeah. And that's a very intriguing thing about Roland, is that Roland is very much... What was that? I think it was the dog. No. Yeah, it's dog. Roland is by no means a good... Roland is by no means a hero. In I would story. call him an anti-hero, if anything. I don't know if I like. Go- he's Deadpool esque, without all the jokes. Yes, he's Deadpool. Deadpool without the sarcasm. Yeah. But yeah, um, I really, I'm really interested to see where this is going to go. And even with you talking about him like going to the real world and like getting a cadet now i'm like okay i'm interested to see how this goes yeah and so. I, I i cannot wait for you to um get to the sentient train well not even that just like get i can't wait for you to like meet eddie because yeah i, you I want you want to see you want me to see uh pikmin jesse pikmin pinkman pinkman yeah and dude, I I can't even tell you how sad I am that this that a movie wasn't made ten years ago when they could have had like a thirty year old Aaron Paul playing. Um, Listen, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, Heil Hitler. <laughs> that that's a great joke in the, in the first season of Breaking Bad where Walt is like yelling at Jesse for not doing stuff. He's like, I told you to do things this way, and Jesse goes, Oh well, Heil Hitler. <laughs> I. Uh, that's pretty much all that I have for this evening. Oh, wait. Now that you've... Look away. Don't look at the search bar. Now that you've read some of it... Gosh. Do you agree... Don't look yet. I'm not looking. Don't worry. With my... Uh... Ah, none of these are the pictures I'm looking for. Hold on. Uh... If it's John Marston, I agree. I think... Roland is John Marston. From Red Dead? Yes. No, I've never talked about John Marston in relation to... Like, I I feel like that's where John Marston's inspiration came from. Maybe. But no, what I'm talking about, Luke, is... um. You can look now. Do you agree with my fan casting, now that you've seen a bit of Roland... Yes, Andrew Lincoln. Should Andrew be. Lincoln. Andrew yeah. Lincoln should be Roland. They are they're they're talking about doing a Dark Tower series right now. 
I swear. So, like, if they don't get Andrew Lincoln, but they get someone with Andrew Lincoln energy in that look, I'll be fine. But I swear, if the rumors are right and they go with Pedro Pascal, I might actually shoot myself in the head. Please don't do that. I know, right? Like, I like you too much, man, for you to be blowing your brains out. <laughs> but, like, maybe we can help Pedro along down the road a little bit. You know, going up out of here, boy. There's a, it's... This town's only big enough for one, Sheriff. <laughs> yeah. I feel like my tier list for Roland would be Andrew Lincoln. Norman Reedus would be okay. Maybe. He's got the kind of gruff look to he's his He's got face. the look for it. I don't think he's got the acting chops. I've never been super impressed by Norman Reedus as an actor. I like him. He's funny. He's fine, but... But, um, I think... It's... If you were to race swap Roland, who? If I were forced to race swap him... I wouldn't do Denzel. <laughs> I mean, if we're if like if we're going race swap, like I think Idris Elba's got like I, Idris didn't do good. I he's he's got that. the chops for it, even though he is by. And I've talked. I don't. I did talk about this on air when we had Alex on. Yes, there's a literal plot point in the second book where Roland meets a black woman who's a black supremacist who hates white people, and she tries to kill him multiple times because he's white. <laughs> literally he needs to be white in order for yeah. that plot point to happen but uh, if i were forced to race swap him idris elba is not a bad one if i were gonna if i were gonna think like race swap uh i'm trying to think of hispanic actors that could play him danny treo no he's too old i think I think Danny Trejo. I think he's in his seventies, dude. I think he's in. I think he's early sixties. Seventy-eight. Wow. Seventy-eight. I didn't, I didn't realize he's that old. Yeah, Danny Trejo's would be too. Danny Trejo would be way too old I, to play. Roland. This image, like, I, yeah, he could do it. Maybe, but who knows how old that image is? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Hispanic. Oh gosh, dude. Um, the. Dude, the you know what the problem is, Luke? Mm. Hollywood has gaslit me into believing that Pedro Pascal is the only Hispanic actor. Well, you forgot about Antonio Banderas. Oh my gosh! Maybe. May, holy crap, Banderas. Sixty-two. I I I think I'd I, accept it. I think I'd accept it. I think. Oh, wait, that wait, that right there, that look. Yeah. I think I'd accept it. Now let's think Asians. I want to say Chad, but he's probably too young. It'd be impossible with Asians. <laughs> It'd be impossible. No, wait. Um, What's his name? Jet Li. No. Uh, Samo. Oh, yes! Yes! Haruki! <laughs> Is that the... Wait. I may have... Oh, I looked up the composer. Um, you're, you're thinking of the guy who um, was in uh, 47 Ronin. Well, I need to check how old he is. He's old enough. Sanada. Not Sawano. 62. Oh, yeah, dude. Hero Yuki Sanada as Roland, I would accept that. Yes. yes. I would accept that. <laughs> like, that's the guy right there. He's just like, oh. 
Well, because you said, like, I don't think an Asian could pull it off, and I was just thinking in my head, like... Who could that one? <laughs> yeah, well, I was just thinking... My, well, I was just thinking my... I was actually thinking of Toshiro Mifune, the original pick for Obi-Wan. Because I've... In, like, oh, yeah, Toshiro in, Mifune. In those really old samurai movies he's been in, I was just like, man, that guy could do it, but he's been dead for, like, 30 years. Yeah. So who else? I was like, probably Hiroyuki Sanada. Yeah. So if... If they race swap him to Asian, Hiroyuki Sanada. If they race swap him to Hispanic, Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Banderas. If they race swap Roland to Black, Idris Elba. If they race, if they, I almost said race swap him to White. I almost feel like that would be what they'd have to do. They, <laughs> if they race swap him back to White, Andrew Lincoln would be my first pick. Which is interesting because I think Antonio and Hiroyuki are both in their sixties. I'm pretty sure Andrew is like in his. 50s uh he's late 50s if i understood correctly 49 what so he's way younger than them but like if he's by got the look yeah by the time they green light dark tower and like cast him in film season mm -hmm. one he'll be in his 50s mm -hmm. i think but he... yeah i i really do think that'd be interesting obviously jake has to be like some bella ramsey wannabe yeah i don't i think i think they'd have to go unknown actor for jake I, I, I don't know enough child actors. <laughs> that reminds me. It was another thing I w was eventually going to have just like as an entry. Like By the way, um, for the um, for the black uh, chick that he recruits who hates white people, I'd go with Zendaya. Really? Yeah, because the... Uh, Is she young in this thing or whatever? I think she's supposed to be like 26 and Eddie's supposed to be like 23. Oh, okay. So I would go with Zendaya for her name is her name in the books is Odetta Holmes. Um, she eventually changes her name to something else, but she's introduced in the series as Odetta Holmes. So I want Zendaya to play Odetta, and I can't for the life of me figure Holmes, out Holmes really. Yeah, she hasn't. So that's a it's a very white name. Minor spoil. So, so is Coleman. Yeah. So minor um, spoilers for the second book. Odetta has a split personality. She has two personalities. Oh, I remember you saying something about that before. Yeah. One is named Odetta Holmes. The other is named Detta Walker. And they... White. Yeah. And eventually, they... Eventually, the two personalities combine into a new one, which takes the name Susanna. So, for the rest of the series after so, book two, she's so named Susanna. they pull uh, a uh, Jojolian... No, because it's it's one body, but there's just two my two split personalities in the body. Uh. And dude, for Eddie, I'm so scared. If they do make a TV show, I'd be so scared for who they cast for Eddie. Tom Holland. That would be my literally. That's who. That's, keeps, the, that's who you're afraid of. That's though. who I'm afraid they would cast as Eddie. Is Tom? You Holland. know, honestly, I think like for, please, please, people, people listening to this, Eddie. Eddie and Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad are the same character. Can you imagine Tom Holland playing Jesse Pinkman? You know, I think there's somebody that uh, that is attractive like Tom Holland, but has the attitude like Aaron Paul. Okay. That I think you'd be okay with. Who? Miles Teller. I think he's too old. He's... 29 30 ish nope 36. never mind he is significantly older than i thought he was he's also not he's also not like so granted luke like gr granted like i like 
even though Aaron Paul is the perfect choice, I like I'm not I, I understand that you can't just like try and cast someone who looks exactly like Aaron Paul. But like I would like to think here's what someone who looks like that. For, so Justin Timberlake after Frosted Tips? Well, that's the thing. So like the thing I like about Aaron Paul as Jesse, aside from the fact that he gives a wonderful performance, it's one of the best acting jobs of Breaking Bad single-handedly made me a die-hard fan of Aaron Paul. Like I love that. I love the man so much for what he did here. But what I also like is Eddie's supposed to be like a junkie. He deal he deals he slings drugs and he gets high on his own supply. And what I like is this is a good looking dude, but I one hundred percent would believe I wouldn't assume, but if someone pointed to this dude on the street and said that guy does meth, I would believe it. Because he he looks he looks the part. Yeah. He's good looking, but he looks like it's how slim he is. He looks a little bit underweight. Like he looks like he looks like he's a little bit shorter. It looks like he may like may have some maybe some mental things going on, and so with that you figure oh he's like trying to deal with the mental stress of things, so he turned to drugs or yeah. whatever. And so like unironic, but at the same time he's still trying to make himself look good. Another example would be I wouldn't actually want this guy to be um I wouldn't actually want him for Jesse because he's too old. But like Shia LaBeouf also has that look of like he's not what what if they chose Shia? He's well he's too old. I how old is he? 36 same, same age. age as miles i if if you told me that they were going to choose between miles teller and shia labeouf you would choose shia yeah because he's also got the he's also the just do it well he he's he's not bad looking but he's also got that and he's a good actor that's the other thing you've seen him as sam miles is pretty good as well but he's good at, he's a good actor in a different way like when you yeah, see it's sam, totally different like sam in the transformers movies i remember i read an interview where the writers of the first transformers movie said they pitched sam's character to the studio by describing his, him as marty mcfly on crack which is sort of the uh, performance <laughs> which is stuff. literally shia labeouf yeah so shia labeouf acts and he looks like again i wouldn't assume this dude is on drugs but if you told me that shia labeouf was on drugs and just show me the picture i'd be like yeah i could see it he's got he, like there's He's just, done meth a couple times. There's just something about him, about people like Shia LaBeouf and Aaron Paul, who you look at them, and you're like, I could, you could convince me that they're on drugs right now. Yeah. So, like, Shia LaBeouf would be another one. Like, that look. So, one, I don't want Tom Holland, because I don't think Tom Holland can pull it off. Tom Holland has one... By the way, I watched the Uncharted movie recently as I well. hate you. No, I watched it just to understand. I hate you. Listen. I hate you. <laughs> Listen. I watched it to understand. I hate you. It wasn't great. I hate you. It wasn't great. I hate you. Why? Because you didn't say it was you didn't say it was the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. You just said well, I I, I have seen great. the sequel trilogy. It is sequel trilogy. Tom Holland being Nathan Drake is a sequel trilogy decision. True. Very very bad. My bad. I've seen worse. I've seen worse. Still. Casting Pedro Pascal as Joel. That is just as bad. Exactly. But the thing is this, I watched it and I didn't mind some... Like, the thing is this, storyline-wise, I didn't mind the choices. I just couldn't see past Tom Holland. Yeah. I, I had the same issues especially you were when, having with Joel. Especially when you've got um, Mark Wahlberg playing Sully. I didn't think it was a horrible choice, but... It wasn't a great choice either. Well, have you ever seen Nathan Drake in the um, 
games? Yeah, I have all three of the games, dude. Have you played them though? Yes. Because you've got you've got God of War and you've not finished that. So there's Nathan Drake. Yes. Would you believe- honestly, Mark Wahlberg should have been Nathan Drake over Tom Holland? It's funny that you say that, Luke, because they first greenlit an Uncharted movie ten years ago in 2010, and they cast Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake. Yeah. And by the time they actually started filming the movie, he they thought he was too old, so they recast him as Sully. They literally bought, cast a dude who looked like Nathan Drake to play Drake, then replaced him with Tom Holland. Yeah. Cancer. There you, there you go! They should have done Chris Pratt! I don't love Chris Pratt, but he looks more like Nathan Drake than Tom Holland. Dude, Nathan, like... Chris Pratt as Nathan Drake would have been great. Yeah. I've heard that Nathan Drake was based off of Nathan Fillion. Do you know who that is? Yes. Firefly. Yeah. I've heard that he was based on Nathan Fillion. And you can see it with this image right here. Yeah. And did you... Have you seen the Uncharted fan film? No. So they... A bunch... Like, a dude actually... You can find it on YouTube still, I think. A dude actually got... this right here you're talking about? Yes. So Nathan, so a, a bunch of dudes actually made a 20-minute fan film with Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake in it, and it's really great. I'm trying to think who you would pick Sully in that instance instead of... they. Well, I can tell you because he, he was in it. Who? I didn't love the, their choice. They got Stephen Lang. I don't know who that is. Uh, main villain from Avatar. General dude from Avatar. Yeah, yeah. They got that guy as Sully. I'm trying to think... Like, who would be a really, really good Sully if you were going to have, like, Chris Pratt? Really, really... Oh, if you had Chris Pratt? Yeah, if you had Chris Pratt. Someone with, who would work well with him. Ooh. Ooh. You wouldn't say Michael Caine, ever. No, I mean, he's too old. Robert Duvall. I don't know who that is. He's older, but, I mean, he might work. Nah. Too old? 92, yes. Not enough hair. Um, Sully, dude. Sully, Sully, Sully. Uh, is he related to Shelley Duvall? Uh, if I understood correctly. Spouses. I guess not. She's not on here. I think you spelled Shelley wrong. How L L E Y? Yeah, it ends there. So, yeah. Interesting. I would have assumed. So, let me think, dude. Um, Sully, dude, that is a hard one. That's because all the good ones are gone. True enough. Uh, Not De Niro. Not Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, my gosh, he's dirt. He's literally dirt. He's like 75. (laughs) I'm just going to look up. Old male actors still living to jog my memory. Not oldest. Yeah, I don't want oldest. Let me try. Not Harrison Ford either. Yeah, he's, he's 80. Living male yeah. actors over... 70. No. Over 60. Over 60. 
Because that'd be a good number for Sully, to be honest. Over 60. Uh, hot male actors over 60. Really? Hey, it's IMDb. Tony Bennett. Clint Eastwood, golly. That dude's almost 100. Clint Eastwood literally is dirt. <laughs> yeah. Clint Eastwood was in the first movie. Donald Sutherland, no. Yeah, 87. Too old. Uh, Chris Christopherson, <laughs> what a name. Yeah. Robert Redford, that's a no. Warren Beatty, Billy D. Williams. Not George Decay. <laughs> that's amazing. Not Patrick Stewart. James Brolin, maybe? How old is Josh Brolin? 50-something? Yeah. 55. How old is Chris? You, wait, 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 wait. Go back to Josh Rowland. Go back to Josh. Hold on. I want to look up how old Chris Pratt is. Chris Pratt. 43. 43. Okay. Maybe. You could go Sully with that. Maybe. I might I might be willing to settle on Josh Brolin. Plus he was also... Um, um, what's his freaking name? Thanos? No. Cable? Yeah, Cable. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't remember his freaking name. Oh, dude, I thought uh, I thought Michael Douglas was younger. I thought he was still in his 60s. Oh, no. But, yeah, Michael so... Doug- Michael Douglas has got, like, 20 years on Catherine Zeta-Jones. And they're married. <laughs> on Iraq, I'm just going to look up male actors over 20 to try and see who we've got for... Um, Oh gosh, Gaten. Uh, oh yeah, dude, that guy's got such a weird face. No, we're not doing Chalamet. He's got he's got the, like, he's got the jawline. He's yes. got the jawline for it. But Timothy Chalamet was another one I was thinking of, where I was like, he's too much of a pretty boy. Like I've seen him in Dune. I don't think he can do Eddie. He's perfect for Dune, but he's not good. Probably that's what I'm saying. Ready. I don't think he can do. I don't think he can do Jesse from Breaking Bad. I don't think that's scroll. Him. Definitely Just not scroll. Tom, definitely not Tom Holland. Oh, dude! If Cole's Zach maybe, and Cody, maybe. Depending on how he looks now, Cole Sprouse might. Hero Tiffin Tanner Buchanan. I don't know. Have you seen Cobra Kai? No, but I know of it. He plays Johnny Lawrence's son. I almost feel like maybe I could see Tanner Buchanan. What is that? No. Dude, I... That is cancer. If that... Oh my gosh, I don't even want to acknowledge that. Finn Wolf... Hmm. Wait, which one is he again? He was from Stranger Things. Which character? Mike. Mike, okay. Uh... How old is he? I could believe he did drugs. He's got the look. Yeah, he's got that kind of urban, druggy look. Uh, where is his age on here? He's he's Jenna Ortega age. Born two thousand two, so Jenna Ortega age. She was born also in O two. Oh, that's right. So twenty, little bit young, but maybe. He's he's got the drug look on him, so he's fine. So as of now. The one I think looks best would be Finn Wolfhard for Eddie. Like, if we were going... Like, honestly, Luke, my... My... Dylan O'Brien. 
I think he's in his 30s. Um, go down. 91. Yeah, he's in his 30s. I was born in 93. Okay. Um, stop. Stop scrolling for a minute, so I'm thinking. So, Luke, my, my perfect world scenario for Eddie in the Dark Tower... Which hopefully once we get once you've read the second book, you'll be able to understand a little of what I'm talking about once sure. you've experienced him. I think my perfect casting for Eddie right now, since Aaron Paul is too old, ten years ago it would have Aaron it would have been Aaron Paul, and I would have been protesting outside the theater if they cast anyone else, sure. which they weren't planning to. They wanted Aaron. Now, my my perfect world scenario would be don't cast a known actor, go unknown. Cast an unknown actor. Let that let Eddie be their big break. Because Jesse was Aaron's big break. Yeah. Jesse was Aaron's big role. And I think he was like struggling as an actor. Like he was gonna have to quit acting because it just wasn't paying for him until Breaking Bad came through for him. So I almost say go that route, find an unknown. But yeah. if you're gonna go known actor, right now the uh Finn. Right now Finn Wolfhard is the one who's got the look. Asa Butterfield, I forgot he existed. Who the heck is that? Have you seen Ender's Game? Oh, he's the main kid in... Yeah, he's the main kid in Ender's Game. I haven't watched it, but I know of the imagery of it. Okay, Pete Davidson. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Pete Davidson's younger than me. Is he? Yeah. Look at it. That can't be right. 29... He's younger than me. <sighs> he's six months younger than me. You, uh, he's voicing Mirage in the Transformers movie. Nat Wolf. I, I never want to see Nat Wolf in anything ever again. Who in the heck is Nat Wolf? He was light in the Netflix Death Note movie. Oh, that guy. I never, I, that is the only thing I've seen him in again. I never want to see him in anything ever again. It ruined his entire acting career. And it's not he's not even like a terrible actor in that movie. I just hate that he was in that movie. O'Shea. O'Shea. Yeah, Finn O'Shea. Fiona. Or, or, look at him. How old is he? No, I would not do Cameron. Why not? Because. How old is he? I just want to look about. Oh, you know who I. So, Luke. How old is he? 29. 29. He's, he's three months younger than me. He's close to the right age. I would be okay-ish with Cameron Monaghan. Yeah, he's close enough. Why did you say no, though? I was thinking no because I'm thinking like, oh, he's like the Joker. He's like very super clean cut, but I didn't, I've never seen him with uh, any facial hair. So, Okay. With the facial hair, I'm like, yeah, he looks like he does roids a little bit. Yeah, I think... Also, the thing is he's played Joker, so I know he's got the manicness to him. Who is that? She looks familiar. Um, Peyton List from... Uh, oh, yeah, from a Disney Jesse. channel. Yeah, she's in Cobra Kai, too. I knew I knew her from somewhere. Dude, so Cameron... So, that manic energy that you get into druggy, I know that he can do that because he's been Joker, so... Oh, also, he's the inspiration for Cal. Well, he's the voice actor for Cal. Yeah, that too. But yeah, he is the likeness. But you know who I did think of? Luke. He's a little too old, but I'd be willing to compromise on age range for this guy to play Eddie. Oh my gosh, yes. 
He is. He's thirty-two, so he's. Almo- he's not that much older than me. Wow. I'm he's not. So he's almost ten years older than Eddie should be, but like that. That guy's got the look, and he's been in a whole bunch of Stephen King adaptations. Yeah. So if we go, so if we're going age accurate, by, by the ways, that smile is not CGI. That's him. <laughs> that smile is him. Oh yeah, I believe that. He he's the one he he drops his face a little bit, but he, there's just this scars guard thing where he's able to drop his jaw, not drop his jaw, but drop his lip. Oh, the dropping is yeah. He yeah. drops his lip, and it just like it just sits there. Like That's that. probably what got him the role. Yeah, the smile is what did it. Hey there, Jordan. Is he right here? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but so if we're going age accurate, I think Finn Wolfhard is probably the closest. If we're gonna go like actually like reaching for like a good character, a good actor who looks the part, who and looks do the it. part even though the age isn't there, Bill Skarsgård. It's Bill Skarsgård. And if we want to meet somewhere in the middle, I'd be okay with Cameron Monaghan. I think. I don't think I'd love it, but I'd be okay with it. You'd be more okay with Cameron than Tom Holland. Than Tom Holland, any day of the week. Any day of the week. Give me. I I know they don't have souls, but give me that ginger. <laughs> Hey, it's perfect for it. He's gonna be searching for one the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but all of that said, so like, my think my top three for Eddie would be Finn, which I didn't even realize until I looked a pic- at a picture of him right now. Finn Wolfhard, Finn, Cameron Monaghan, and Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. Which honestly, you think about it, age range wise, that's fourteen years almost. It crazy, yeah. yeah. What, what, or but, 13 years. But it's years. it's it's offset a little bit by... Oh, I forgot. He's in John Wick 4. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, he's he's the big bad guy in 4. But it's offset a little like... Finn Wolfhard is younger than Eddie, and then the other two are older than Eddie, so none of them are like close to the right age. And by the way, Eddie's age, I would say, is fluid. Like it's never super nailed down. I would I would say you you'd say mid twenties. You I think I think they specifically call out that Eddie's supposed to be twenty three in the books or something. I think they say twenty three, but it's fluid. Like you Eddie could be anywhere from twenty three to twenty seven. It doesn't matter. Like early to mid early to like mid twenties or mid to late twenties. As long as it's like twenty nine would be pushing it, but like twenty three to twenty seven range. Yeah. He just drops his head a little bit. Yeah, I could and, see that due to Zeddy. Yeah. And they also... Uh, the, the other thing is just the teeth. They had to change his teeth. So yeah, I think my um, dream cast... That. That just, like, those eyes alone. Yeah. Let me go back to the um, to this one. I'm going to keep looking just for a minute. See if there's anyone else that ends up sticking out. Jeremy Shadow. Oh, he was Finn in Adventure Time. That's where I know that name from. Dude, you should totally get Shane Top because he doesn't look like he does roids. Who? <laughs> Joking. His name is Shane Top. Uh, oh, I thought you had seen him on the list. Oh, I thought you'd seen him on one of the lists. No. Owen Teague. Will Polk. Oh. Hmm. Wait, wait. What's he? Is he um in Maze Runner? Yes, he's okay. Eyebrows Kid in Maze Runner. How old is he? He's 30? also wait. You guys are getting paid. Yeah, he's that dude. He's <laughs> the Millers. Be, he's he's going to be Guardians Three. Oh yeah, he's going to be uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah. Oh, 
out, maybe. That image right there where the mask is on, yeah. These two alone, I, I'd say would you could see the manicness. I think I could see him as Eddie. And he's a bit younger than... So I guess I'd sub out Cameron Monaghan for this dude then. Well, because the thing is this, Cameron and him look very close alike. Yeah. Will Poulter. Logan Lerman. I, I'm going to say no to Logan Lerman. I don't need to look that up. Alex Wolf, Felix. This is this is, this is gonna be like the the less the less exciting part of our um episode this time around. Yeah. Seth Lee, what is what is this dude's cheat? What is this? He's trying to pull the Chad look and it's not working. <laughs> How do you even get your face to look like that? Be gay. <laughs> <laughs> I. I think that's pretty much it for this episode yeah we're at 100 so oh gosh i think so i think my fan cast for the entire cadet at least as it stands i don't know who i would put for jake because i don't know any i think you would have to go unknown actor for jake unless you just find a really good child actor who's already known but it would, i i would go andrew lincoln for roland zendaya for Susanna, and Poulter. Maybe Poulter. I I could see Finn Wolfhard. I, I don't want to go Finn Wolfhard. What are you doing? There's a hair. Oh, okay. I don't want to go Finn Wolfhard, but I, I think he would be a good choice. So maybe Poulter or Finn Wolfhard. Because I, I want to say... I want to say... I really want to say Bill Skarsgård. I got the Skarsgård. hair off the microphone finally. <laughs> I really want to say Bill Skarsgård, but I can't get over the fact that, like, by the time they would actually get the, they, by the time they would get to, like, let's say season one has adapts two books. Let's say season one adapts the first two books. By the time you've greenlit it, you'd, you'd have to go Finn at that point. Yeah, because like, because Finn would be. So say it takes three years to get it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Say it takes three years. Bill Skarsgård's going to be like 36 by then. But he yeah. would have he'd be well and truly out of the age range. Yes. So and then you'd have Cameron Monaghan. Poulter is out. Yeah, Poulter. Monaghan well, is 32. Then I don't know if I'd say Poulter's out, but he's like on the very edge of going well, out. So see, Poulter is only a couple months older than me. Yeah. Whereas Monaghan is. Six months younger than me. Yeah. So I, I want to say I would say go no, three un- months. Three I would months. say go unknown actor for Eddie. But if I'm not tapping out and I picking someone who's already known for a fan cast, I'd say Andrew as Roland, Zendaya as Susanna, and Finn as Eddie. Don't know who I'd put for Jake. Unknown, unknown actor. Yeah. Go back in time, get 10-year-old Jake Lloyd from the prequel, spring him forward. You know, he hasn't, like, really done any acting after that. Yeah, I know. He's got schizophrenia. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a real thing. He's got schizophrenia. He's got, like, hardcore, like, mental... Didn't know he's a schizo. ...issues. He Like, his his life has been terrible since then. His His life has basically been ruined... From internet harassment by prequel haters and getting bullied when he was in high school for the prequels. And 
actually developing schizophrenia at a certain point. His life went off a cliff. Wow. That's really sad. Anyway, Sam Witwer. (laughs) Talk about the good Star Wars can do for your life. Yeah. 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 So, outro time. All right. (coughs) Keep that part in. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Coronavirus Survival Guide. Yeah! Every freaking time he does it, it surprises the crap out of me. Woo! <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, and we appreciate you all. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Why do you keep changing this, Henry? <laughs> yeah! Tune in next week for another fun episode where we act up and have a lot of shenanigans. That's right! I just cut it there for you. <laughs> <laughs>